This is the Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner, the podcast for anyone supporting a pregnant woman to achieve her dream birth. I'm Sally Ann Beresford, a doula, author and antenatal teacher, and throughout these episodes I will be sharing with you tried and tested tips that help you to ensure that any birth you attend is a positive experience. everyone and welcome to episode five. This time we are talking about a tool that I pretty much ask all of my clients to utilize which is the use of a safety word. This is a brilliant tool for any birth partner and I really do recommend that you ask the woman you're supporting to give you a safety word to ensure that if at any point during labour and birth she wants to change her preferences, you will know for sure that you are going to listen. You're going to have to listen to her because she is safety wording you. If you have had appropriate discussions antenatally about plan A, then you may have also had a conversation about plan B. If you get to the point during the labour whereby she wants to switch to plan B, then the rule, from my perspective, is that she's going to need to use her safety word. Otherwise, any vocalisations that she gives you, any doubts, any fears, any worries, will be met with encouragement and support. You will be there guiding her through any points where she's struggling, guiding her through any moments where she's feeling that she's losing control. It's important for her to know that she can vocalise as much as she wants without you giving up on her. Women will often vocalise. Now, I don't know personally the woman that you're going to be supporting. So I don't know if she would need a lot of encouragement to um, get through something like labour and birth. All I know is that it's your job to discover that when you're going through your birth preparation sessions. You have the ability to talk to her about where she thinks she might struggle. Now, of course, if she's never had a baby before, she might not know where she's going to struggle. Nobody can, you know, define exactly when those moments will occur. But having a conversation about it in advance, talking to her openly about, you know, what you might want to do with her during those times when she might be telling you she's struggling, you can prepare for that. You can talk her through a situation, look at ways of bringing in other tools such as massage or um, aromatherapy, perhaps homeopathy. It very much depends on her mindset, what she's really interested in and whether or not she wants to engage with alternative therapies. But if that is the case, 
then it's your job to learn about those things, learn about the kinds of things that might work well if she is having a wobble, as I call them. Um, You know, it's absolutely fine at that point to bring in the big guns and use some of the techniques that you've prepared for and talked about in pregnancy. When it comes to a safety word, she is the one requesting the intervention. She is the one who is saying, I have changed my mind. This is what I want to do now. This is where I'm at and this is what I want. You can, of course, ask her questions in that moment to clarify what she means. But if you've got a woman, let's say, who wants a water birth and she's in the pool and she's struggling and she's having a bit of a wobble, to get her out of the pool and into a labour ward room, which may be on a different floor of the building, maybe even in another part of the building, then that's a big deal to make that change. So be very aware that in any given moment, if she makes the decision to use her safety word, there may be a discussion that needs to be had. In my case, what I might do with a client, depending on the circumstances, is I might actually recommend that she considers having a vaginal examination. Whilst this isn't something I would ever normally recommend, in this moment, the idea of transferring is such a big one that if I thought she was actually entering transition, um, I might recommend that she considers um, having some form of extra check just to make sure that the baby isn't literally waiting to be born. Because if it was a case that she was entering transition, the baby was low, she was starting to go into the second stage of labour, then it would be perfectly normal for her to use her safety word. This is a time when women actively say, I just don't want to do this anymore. I need help. I'm done. And they are definite they cannot go on. So what kind of statements might you hear? Well, I typically find that when a woman does have a series of wobbles, she will say things like, I can't do this anymore. And this is the time when you would turn around and say, you are doing it. You're doing great. If she says, I'm really struggling with these contractions, they just keep getting worse. You can say, breathe. You've got this. Blow it away. And you can, if discussed with her in advance, breathe with her if that's what she would like you to do. Get down to her level, not necessarily looking straight into her eyes, but breathing with her, giving her calm, quiet support. If she says things like, I want them to stop, you say, I know. Let's just get through a few more. Never make any promises to her as to how many more there are because a woman simply cannot um, get by when people are making promises that don't come true. Of course it's okay to give assurances that she is moving towards her goal, that the baby is coming soon. But it's not okay to say things like one more hour or ten more contractions and we'll almost be there. Because she'll know when that hour has passed or those contractions have been and gone 
and she's not feeling any progress. So it's far better to try and just assure her that everything is working well and her body is amazing. And these are the things that will help to keep her going, to give her confidence to remember that she can do this. If you've ever read the chapter in my book about the safety word, you'll see that I use an analogy of a marathon runner. Someone who's made that decision, who probably questions their own ability to succeed, isn't quite sure, but has to go out and train. And then on the day, everyone who, you know, wants to go and support that person is there on the sidelines. And if they see them struggling, they're not going to tell them to give up and get in the car and they'll drive them to the finish line. They're going to say, come on, you can do this. You just need to go a little bit further. And this is the same with labour and birth. You really do need to understand that it's important to really try and get them to the finish line if they've told you that's what they want to do. One of the problems is that sometimes you can be a little bit too much of a cheerleader and that's something I would be keen for you to avoid doing because the last thing she wants is someone on the sidelines being too vocal and constantly bringing her back into the room by saying, well done, you're doing great, all the time. Something quiet and subtle every now and again is more than enough. Of course, There is always an exception to that and sometimes I will be with a woman who definitely needs guidance throughout every single surge. She will want me to coach her through it, breathe with her or perform an action that helps her and what's really important is that she needs to tell you what she needs from you in that moment. She may only need to say it once but she needs to express that need to you because you're not a mind reader. So being able to talk to her in advance of labour and say, you know, it's okay for you to direct me on the day when you need something like constant pressure on your lower back or gentle stroking down your shoulders or perhaps it might be the need to breathe and count her through each contraction. I had one client once who said that her mantra was, it's only a minute. Every single time she needed guidance, her partner would say, it's only a minute, you've got this. So what do you do if she uses the safety word? Well, you say, okay, I'm listening. And then you need to understand exactly what is happening for her. You're no longer trying to soothe her through. You are actually listening and you want to discuss with her what she wants to do now. If she is using gas and air, you are going to need to ask her to come off of it for at least one contraction. And that might be really difficult. But if you look her in the eye and say, I need to understand exactly what you want to do now she will recognise the importance of not taking in the gas because you need her to have a clear head for any decisions that she is about to make. If she then decides that she would like to ask her midwife for a vaginal examination 
and she is found to be let's say four centimeters and she decides to switch to plan b then she may feel this is the right time to do so if however it showed her to be nine centimeters she might prefer to keep going with what she's doing it's very very individual and it can help her to identify where she wants to go next if that is applicable when she chooses a safety word you want to make sure that she picks something that she wouldn't normally say you know make sure in the antenatal discussions that you have you talk about the use of a safety word you talk about what she might like from you if she says the safety word make sure it's a word that she documents at the top of her birth preferences so that you can refer to it if you need to and make sure that she understands that if she forgets the safety word she can always just say I'm safety wording you. One of the main reasons that I decided to use a safety word in the first place with my clients was because the last thing I would ever want is for a woman in labour to feel that she would let down her birth partner, to be in a situation whereby she was afraid of disappointing the people around her because they'd had perhaps such heavy discussions in the antenatal period about what she wanted to achieve. And let's say she was planning a home birth or a water birth or a particular type of birth that on the day just didn't feel right for her, just didn't work out, just wasn't what she was expecting or anticipating. In this instance, she needs to know that she can change her mind. But she also needs to know that you're not going to agree with her from the outset. So if she is only having a wobble and she's vocalising that she's finding it tough, you're not going to say, okay, well, I guess you've said that this is what you want to do now, so we'll just do that now. No. You're going to encourage her and keep her going for as long as it takes. Unless she safety words you, that is the most important part, is that she knows that she can say whatever she likes throughout the entire labour and birth. One of the phrases I like to say is, what happens in the birthroom stays in the birthroom. And that means that anything she does do in labour... You don't have to beat her with a stick about in the postnatal period. You don't have to remind her of some of the things that she might have said. If you think that she's particularly sensitive about the way that her labour and birth went or some of the decisions that she made, it's really important that you tell her you would have done the same thing. And I really do mean that because you can't put yourself in her shoes at any point during labour and birth. So it's really important that you don't make her feel silly about some of the things that she may have said during the labour or at any point in the postnatal period. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that you've taken some more information away that you can use in your role as a birth partner. Bye for now. If all of this sounds a little overwhelming, then consider bringing in a friend or family member to support you both, or better still, hire a doula that will be able to continually support you throughout pregnancy, labour and birth, and be that familiar face 
that walks into the room when you need them most. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner with me, Sally Ann Beresford. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and don't forget to hit subscribe. If you are on Instagram, you will find me at The Ultimate Birth Partner. Please feel free to follow me for more ideas on supporting women through the birth of a baby. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book that accompanies this podcast, then head over to Amazon and type in Labour of Love, The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner. If you would like to work with me on a one-to-one basis, visit my website www.birthability.co.uk or email me hello at birthability.co.uk.